Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome back to the Just Keep Thriving Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, we have a massive special guest, Mr. Vladdy Montoya, and he is one of my favorite humans in the world. I would never bring anybody to you that was not a favorite human of mine. Um, He is a love and relationship coach, and he has taught me wonders and helped me and Joe insanely in our relationship, and it has translated monstrously in my business. And he is so, so, so great at making you guys feel comfortable, being honest with other people, being honest with yourself, and learning how to communicate your needs, your desires in your life to other people without making them feel like shit so that you can actually get the result that you actually want. And life just becomes so much easier. Love becomes so much easier. And we just are all happy. And he's a massively fun human. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let's do it. Vladdy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so great. And that introduction is badass. You have so many great points out of everything that you've learned and we've talked about. Yeah. Wow. Great work. (laughs) Thank you, sir. It was all from my mind. (laughs) Yes. Your mind is very strong. Very powerful. Nice job. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about how you got here, what a love relationship coach is, and we can go from there. Yeah, of course. So uh, my name is Vladdy. It's uh, most people don't know, but I mean, my name is spelled with a W, and uh, but it sounds like a V. So Vladdy is short for Vladimir. I um, a love and relationship coach is a person that helps you and empowers you to be the most loving, supportive person for yourself mm-hmm. and for the people around you. Maybe that is your significant other. It could also just be, you know, other people in your life that really mean something to you. It could even just be your business. Maybe you're learning how to communicate with the people that you work with and you don't know how to express things to them in a way that they're going to feel supported. So that's what I do. I, I help people feel more confident in what they have to say to also empower other people as well. So literally my message just gets other people to transmit their message a little bit better. Mm, I love that. And I love and all how, with, with love. Yeah. I yeah. Love just that. all with love, you know, leading with love. <laughs> Always when we lead with love in our business, in our life, in our relationship, things become so much easier. I'm reading a book by Gabby Bernstein right now called the universe has your back. It's my second time reading it. And um, it's all about like leading into more, leading into more love and watching everything just come to you. I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from your coaching, which we'll get into in a second and some tips for people and stuff like that is the things you want, you can have, and you can have it in a relationship, no matter what the relationship currently looks like. And you're capable of actually shifting a relationship, whether it's with a loved one or a friend who's also a loved one or a business or anything like that, you're just capable of shifting it. And I just really, really appreciate the work that you do because so many people get caught up in like, oh, well, guys are dicks and girls are just needy or they're bitches. And like, 
those stories are just not true about humans at all until we make them true. And you've just really taught a lot about how to make those not true and how to actually ask what you want without telling yourself that you're a bitch or telling yourself that you're needy or thinking there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And you know, oftentimes we get stuck in like, there's something wrong with me and there's no fixing. Mm -hmm. And there, there's always a way, there's always a way if you just fully believe yeah. If you, if you create a little bit of hope within yourself and then start taking actions towards, towards that vision of who you want to be. And it, it's not going to be easy and never as easy to get to a place where, where it's actually worth it. If you just continue on like day to day and just know that and continue to acknowledge yourself for every single little progress that you make, even if it's tiny, then it makes such a world of a difference. And then you actually get there generally a lot faster than you thought. You're like, wow, I thought I was going to get there in a couple of years. Yeah. And well, it's been like six months and I'm already like, I've become such a better human, have better relationships in my life, my, my yeah. business and, and, and what I'm trying to do for myself has grown exponentially. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I loved how you said you get there quicker than you ever anticipated. Mm -hmm. I think that we get in relationships mm -hmm. without ever knowing how to actually get the thing that we need. So then we just feel really bad for asking for it. And then we're mad we didn't get it when we didn't actually ask for it. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, oh, well, he's just a dick and he doesn't know what he's doing. Let me find someone else. And personally, like relationships that I've, been, that I've experienced in my life, um, my mom has, like my biological dad passed away when I was really young and she like hangs on to that relationship, which is also understandable. But then she dated my stepdad. And I watched their relationship just like not communicate between the two of them, like not actually ask for what they needed. They just stopped having sex. They, I'm pretty sure my dad started cheating on my mom at some point. And like, they just never communicated and learned what each other needed. So they split up, both found other people and still ended up with the same fucking problems. And I was like, wait a minute. It's not just one person. It was both of them. And both of them ended up with the exact same problems with another person. And I was like, something's happening here. Right. So can you talk about like your relationship history and um, yeah, let's dive deeper into that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, thanks for sharing that story about your family. It, it's in some way it's, it's sad to see that there was no work on, on the, on the person themselves. Mm -hmm. And therefore like, it doesn't matter how many people you go to, Yeah, you still have to do that work. And, you know, we were talking about this before, we, you know, hit record. And I told you that um, the, the most loving relationship that you can work on is the relationship with yourself. Yeah. And then you were talking about business, the same thing. Yeah. And it, it's so true. Like you, like that is, that is the most loving thing that you can do for some, someone else. And it's just working on who you are to, to grow because then that other person gets to see it on the other side, whether it's the same person that you're with or, you know, everyone else that you, that you have in your life in the future. So yeah, thanks for sharing that story about your family for sure. Yeah, it's um, interesting. But let's dive into, into, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off of that because I've watched both my mom and my stepdad start doing the work now after they experience both of these things. And I was like, oh, this totally could have worked. <laughs> If you guys had just done the work individually, 
and honored what you needed and then came back together or grew together like that could have been done and if my mom's listening like I probably have never said this to you I don't think my stepdad's listening but if you are hey that's what I believe um but yeah sorry go on Flabby. <laughs> yeah for sure hey you know what we got to let people be who they are and they're going to go yeah. through their own journey of course yeah, yeah. so speaking of journeys <laughs> um let me just tell you a little bit about mine oh, man I um I put myself through some shit over the course. I hope you're cool with, with cuss words in your, in your podcast. You know, I know you, you so I've, oh my I know who you are. <laughs> I'm just checking. I don't know what, you know, I don't, yes. Okay, good. So I put my, myself through, through some shit and uh, I think I've done life in, in a way where I always like to go to the, to the deepest, hardest bottom mm -hmm. to learn the most and then come up even higher. And so I used to be married uh, in 2011, I believe I got married uh, for what I thought at the time was love. And I, there was a lot of things that I hadn't worked through myself and I was looking for validation from other women. And I, I wanted to just feel better about myself in, in that situation. And I was, I was at the time I started doing CrossFit and so I was feeling really good in my, you know, physically. So I wanted to show that off and it, but it wasn't enough from someone else. Like it doesn't enough from my partner at the time, my wife, I needed to get out and get more. But here's the thing though, I wasn't getting it from my partner, but I was the, the bigger overarching thing is I was actually never, I was never enough for myself. I was never telling myself I was proud that I was acknowledging from all my work that I, that I really was, was having. I was, and like all the, all the growth that I was having. So yeah, I kept going around and I started cheating on my, my wife. And I had a couple people that I like cheated with, but then at some point I met a girl and we actually became like really good friends. And I'm easily like, I easily go to women more than men. I've always had, I'm kind of a mama's boy. So my, I'm easily attached and very well connected to like the feminine side. And so it's really easy for me to share to women as opposed to men. And so she and I became really great friends. And I basically was living a double life for a whole year. And at the time, it, at first it started, it was kind of fun. And I'm not going to lie to you, like, I look, I seek adventure. Adventure, I mean, who doesn't love adventure, right? Like, it, and it was, it was fun to sneak out at first. It was fun to like, be on the side and I'm like, oh, I'm doing this thing. And obviously at the time I was so not aware of myself, completely unaware of like how I was feeling. I thought I, it was all cool. And I told this to myself, I literally used these words. I said, um, as long as she doesn't know, like it's all good. Mm. But I never realized that I knew. Like I knew that I was lying. I knew that I was cheating and I had no, never realized the impact of my lies. And it, that like at some point at the year later, I'm sitting in my car crying because my other girl, the other girl had basically given me an ultimatum. She was also married. So her husband was like, I'm going to leave the country and you either come with me and try to work it and break it off with Vladdy or you do whatever you want. And so she's kind of giving me that ultimatum and I'm sitting in my car crying before I go do a, a like a PT uh, swim lesson. And man, that was so stressful at the time. I just, I just remember that 
I'm like going back to the moment. Like I don't, I don't feel those emotions anymore, but it was such a horrible moment to just sit there and like have to figure out, do I tell my wife that doesn't know still after a year? Do I tell this girl? No. And I didn't want to lose either of the two. And I've always had a hard time letting go of, of people, of experiences, of things. And it's just, a, it's, a, it's a practice now that I'm like getting into is letting go because I, I just had a hard time letting go of that experience. So eventually sometime around that same week, I went home and I told my wife, I'm like, Hey, I've been cheating on you for the for this whole year. And it felt really horrible to do, but also it was very relieving. Like I was like, wow, like in some way uh, I, I let go of all that shame that I was holding onto. I let go of all that stress. And I, I actually felt free. Mm. I was like, this is, this is great. Like telling the truth feels really good. Even if it hurt a little bit, yeah. but man, I should do this more often. And, you know, I got into the relationship with the girl that I cheated with. And from there, that didn't work out, not necessarily for obvious reasons, but we, I never actually got to work on myself. And eventually we just, we split and I started doing a little bit more, more work. And I told myself I would never do that again. I did cheat on like another girl after that, my, my next girlfriend, but it was a completely different experience. I got a little closer to a girl again and I let go to like a kiss in the car, in the parking lot. And then I was like, okay, this is not gonna happen again. So I cut it off, but then she found out, we broke up and after I broke it up, or well, she broke off with me, um, I, I was like, wow, okay, I'm, I'm pretty alone right now. I, I have no friends, like no good friends that I can go to. I have, I mean, the only thing I have is my family and, and it's great to have my family, but I, I felt like I needed another support system and I didn't have it. And I decided to just start doing a lot of more, a lot more like personal work. I started to look into better relationships, people that were doing things that I wanted and not what I necessarily, like and what I needed necessarily, not, not actually what I wanted, actually what I needed. So I started surrounding myself with better people that were not going out on the weekends, you know, drinking, partying every, you know, two to three times a week. And they were more into personal development and meditation and like personal growth. And I'm like, I, I want to be like those people. So I found those people in my life. And then I'm like, and I put my attention on them. And I'm like, okay, whatever they're doing, I'm doing. So I got into meditation. I started doing personal development work, like different courses online, personal like courses in, in, in town, in Austin, in Texas. And from there, you know, I, I decided that I was going to be a better man, you know, and one of those one of those days I met my girlfriend after I did like two years of being single and doing a lot of work on my own. It was hard being single and I wasn't even dating any girl because I'm like, I don't, I'm not good for anybody right now. And you know, maybe I was good enough and I'm not, and it's fine. I'm not saying that I wasn't good enough, but I just, I want to put my attention on me and I want to be, I want to be selfish right now. And oftentimes I see these days where, you know, friends and, and, and family will, get distracted and distractions are so easy to pull you away from your vision. And so I had a vision. I had a vision of, of a man who would have the most loving relationship in his life in the future. And, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm there now. Now there's no place to be like, there's no, no, 
the, the place to be is, is in, the, in the journey. And so I'm not trying to get it necessarily anywhere, um, but I'm going to continue working through and just being present where I, are, where I am and just being grateful for, you know, for every experience I've had and for what I have, you know, where I'm sitting here today in my room. So, yeah, so that's a little bit about me and my journey. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, thank you so, so, so much. I don't think I've ever, besides you, heard someone actually talk about the time when they actually cheated on somebody and it turned out to work in their favor rather than just like end up and then they just keep going on and going on and going on without actually reflecting and being like, what the fuck happened here? Like, what happened? You know, and I love how everything that you said you did were also the things we do in business because it's the things we do in life. When you become that person that you envision in the future, that's that motherfucking badass that has the loving relationships, that has the office with the fucking egg chair like I have, that is able to sit, you have like a wolf behind you, something going on, right? In your picture. (laughs) Yeah, like that's able to sit here and share your truth. Like you, you can be that person and that person is going through the journey that it takes to get there, which is all inner work, which is all personal development. Yes, the strategy is amazing. And we'll get into some strategies in a little bit for relationships and like communication, but it's the same strategy for anything. If we are not working on the internal, we will always have the same result, no matter who the fuck we seek. Um, And it's also really interesting that I did not anticipate this conversation actually making me really like, I guess triggering in a little bit, in a little bit of a way. Um, Just a lot of the things that you were, yeah. Tell me more. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to say this though. Um, So let's just do the thing. So yeah, Joan cheated on me at one of my lowest places in my life and probably one of the lowest places of his life. And I've actually attracted multiple people to cheat on me as well. Not saying I deserved it whatsoever. I don't think anybody deserves it, but my self-hate has perpetuated and like the way that I used to talk to myself, the negativity that I used to feel attracted people who would treat me in that way. And I wasn't able to give them true love. I was not able to love them for themselves. I was so busy judging myself that I was busy judging everyone else as well. And just kind of like back and forth. So fun fact, my first boyfriend ever cheated on me when I was younger and I stayed with him after he cheated on me having faith that it would work out and it did not work out because he didn't do any of the work and I was willing to do the work. I ended up in a great relationship afterwards and I cheated on him and he, he, he had no clue. It's so not funny. No clue. I don't think he knows to this day. I didn't even have the balls to tell him and it fucking hurts so badly um, to know that you did that to someone. And I was like you, I was like, I wanted some sort of adventure. I was like all jacked. I was lean. I was getting two degrees and I was like age 20, 20 or 19 or something like that when I cheated on him. Like I was hauling ass. I was a badass. It was epic. And then I was like, oh, he's boring. He's boring. He's boring. As if like safety was boring to me. I was like searching for something else. And so I cheated on him and got that excitement and ended up just breaking it off with him. And that's when I met Joe. And then fast forward like five years, Joe cheated on me when I was in one of my lowest, lowest, lowest happiness levels of my life ever. And just, yeah, that whole like cycle of like stringing everything together in my life, I guess just like triggered me as you were speaking about your experience and like feeling kind of similar emotions 
as you were feeling coming from someone who's cheated versus someone who's mm. also been cheated on who I had no fucking clue that Joe was cheating on me. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, this is a, a, a resolved issue for you and Joe. Obviously, you're able to talk about it now. And, and um, how does it feel now that you guys have, you know, gone through that whole experience together? Let's just have Vladdy coach me on my podcast. We're going to do it. Um, hey, fuck. <laughs> Let's do it. I love it. Yeah. Um, it feels good for our relationship. Like, it's the thing that needed to happen because both him and I really, like, leveled the fuck up after this. Like, I started it. I started – I did my own business. I started doing massive personal development. Same thing, meditating every single day, um, journaling reading all the fucking books and just coming to an inner sense of like happiness and peacefulness. And over 2020, I've done even further spiritual work that has really allowed me to come to an inner sense of peace. Trust. Trust has been a big thing I've been working on. And I realized it wasn't something external. It was actually an internal thing. And once I found internal trust in myself, I was able to give it to him. So that's actually a newfound thing in our relationship. So I think there's still aspects of it that are difficult as always. Um, but it really caused us both to rise up. And I think the reason why we worked and why we are here is because we both are in the understanding of why it messed up, of why yeah. we ended up in such a low together and what happened, what he was seeking and what I was seeking. And finding it within ourselves is, is the key point that we kind of both came to. Yeah, man. I love the, the fact that you realize that that trust was not going to come from him yeah had to come from you and when you started to trust yourself and your ability to be like this powerful woman that that runs this awesome business who also empowers other women to yeah. do the same for themselves then then joe started to look differently and you started to trust him more and then you know he probably started to trust you even more with what he wanted who mm -hmm. he wanted to be and how he wanted to show up in the world and that is such a beautiful thing to do to just trust yourself and oftentimes we want other people to to give us this trust like trust but we're not willing to give them our trust yeah. and, and do the work that requires us to trust ourselves yeah. man so great um you know my my relationship i'm so glad that you went through that even though it was probably hurtful at the time and but my relationship coach said something to us a while back. She's probably said this more than once, but she said it in the course we, we, my girlfriend Hannah and I took with her. And she said, you know, I do not trust a relationship that doesn't fight, that hasn't gone to the brink of like breaking up, that hasn't broken up a couple of times. Like I just, you have to go through some shit to get to what some people like to call sometimes is the pot of gold at the end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, yeah it, it, you have to put yourself through some discomfort and like in anything in life right whether it's business or sports or or i mean relationships of course like the discomfort it, it it's kind of like you got to weather the storm yeah and you go through that like hard storm and then at the end of it the skies are just the most beautiful skies you've ever you know seen and yeah. felt and yeah. so yeah so great. Yeah, I love that. For me, when we, when I really got to an internal sense of peace and calm and trust and an internal sense of happiness, which is something I feel like everyone's always working through. And if they're not working through, they're coming up against things that are like 
work on this, work on this. Like, hello, this is a red flag. Like something needs attention here, right? And until we see it, that's when we can address it. But for me, it was like, I was like, wow, I actually really love him. Like he doesn't need to change. <laughs> he actually is the person I want him to be because I fucking, it's like when you meet that person and you're just so excited in the beginning and that's the reason you fall in love with the person and then you try and change that person. And then they're no longer that person you massively fell in love with. And that's what happened to me and Joe. And then once I gave him the freedom to actually be that person again, which is who he truly is without me trying to change him, I was like, that's what I wanted. That makes me happy. Like that makes him happy too, you know, without all sort of restraints. And I love how you also said um, about like coming out of it, just a person that you were basically like super proud of and like the man that's like someone you're super proud of because I think that's something really beautiful about you and Hannah's relationship. Um, his partner is Hannah Deindorfer, also lives in Austin, Texas, and is also a business coach. Go and follow her. Follow her. We'll probably have her on the podcast. She guest coaches for me. She guest coached me yesterday and this is the entire theme of business too. Um, but you guys celebrate the fuck out of each other. Like yeah. it is so adorable and cute. And if you watch their Instagrams, go and follow them. You will see Vladdy constantly shout Hannah out from like a place of like, everybody needs some fucking Hannah in their life. Like she's such a beautiful human and she does the same thing for him. And most people would say like, oh, that's like a honeymoon phase. Oh, they're faking it. But like, that's actually just, you guys are actually love each other. Like that's like, actual love and it was interesting because I, I had to talk to Joe about that and I had to say you know how Vladdy posts Hannah all the time it really would make me feel amazing if you did the same thing and he's like oh fuck yeah and I was like my wife is sexy look at this and it just makes you feel good so can you talk about that technique a little bit because it's so oh my gosh amazing. yes <laughs> yeah thank you for saying that um you know I love that woman so much. And I see this, this powerful human being who has a vision and a mission in the world. And I am here to support that. Mm -hmm. And obviously I have my own vision and, and, and mission in the world. And she supports that and I support that myself. So, but by me like loving her and supporting her, I, I create more love for myself. Something that I, um, it makes me really sad to see in, in relationships. And it, it's when partners who constantly just kind of bring each other down, even if they're joking around. And it's fine if you're like in a moment of like little play and it's just playful, but sometimes it's, it's not the right time. And I think sometimes it, a lot of the times it's not the right time. You have to figure out what kind of state your partner is in to like you know you just don't want to shit on your partner you don't want to talk shit about them to your friends or even to her or him because it's going to you're going to start to view that person in that in that those eyes with those eyes of like hatred or disbelief or distrust if you say like oh, you never take the trash out well, you know, like they're probably not going to love this fact that you say that all the time if they're constantly repeating that. So what, you, what we really want to do with our partners is praise them and love them for who they are 
And if you want to see a little bit more of them, a small quality, kind of like you said just now, like Joe, I would love it if you shouted me out more, if you put me more on your social media, like it would just make me feel so good about our relationship and myself and that you really care for me and like speaking it out like that with like some love. He'll look, he was like, oh my gosh, yes, of course. I'd love to put you in my social media. Girlfriend's yeah. so hot. Oh, wife is so hot. Sexy. Da, 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 da. He's like, yes. If we tell our partners that we love something about them, even if they're doing it like a tiny bit amount, they're going to like 100% start doing that thing more. So this is the whole idea of like when we started this podcast is like lead with love. Like it's start everything you say, like come out with appreciation love and support and sometimes it's really hard to do that but i go back to the whole idea of like doing your or your own work if i'm taking care of myself if i get some good sleep if i drink some water if i eat well if i nurture my my family's relationship my friendships if i if i do my meditation maybe journal whatever self you know the mindfulness mindfulness practice that you have um if i work out just stay active, get some sun. Like if I, if I do all the, the small things that make a difference for me as a human being, as an individual, I am able to show up for my partner. And I want to show up for my partner. And then what happens too is that I have, I, I have a responsibility to, to my clients. I want to show up for this call like as the most badass coach to be able to support your people. It's, it's for me. It's for you and for the people that we serve. And so I want to be able to do that for everyone around me. So yeah, I want to take care of myself so that the, the world gets a better version of me. Like it gets full Vladdy, not like half, half-assed Vladdy. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I feel like half-assed Vladdy would still be fucking epic as shit. Even if it's only half of what you bring whenever I talk with you, it would still be epic. But I so appreciate you for that. I feel like there's yeah. presence around you, dude, and it's epic. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I, I've heard that a lot before in the past, so I appreciate that again. And uh, the more people that say that, you know, that's so great. This is exactly what I just, I just talked about. Like, you just praise me up, yeah. and I feel so great about it. And the more people that tell me that, the more I want to show up like that. If you were to be like, man, I just hate like the person that you are. Like sometimes you're just a, just a shitty person. Like I just don't like to be around that person. Yeah. You're such a dick. And I would probably be like, man, like, I don't want to be around Johnny. Like that girl's such a bitch. Like, um, yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not going to be around her. Like with Hannah, we're not hanging out with John, Joe and Johnny. Like, fuck that. Yeah, this, you know, like, that, and I bring me down. I swear on my life. Is that an appropriate thing to do around your life? Probably not, but I do. That was literally the person I was when Joe cheated on me. I, it was awful. Like, just the, why didn't you do this? You fucked up this. We were building a meal prep business together. You fucked this up every single fucking morning. Just, like, seriously, the most negative. And that's how I was to myself. That's how I was to everybody. It, you guys would not have liked me. I didn't like myself before hey. I started doing this work. So I remember one time I shared on my Instagram that, these were the reasons why my relationship broke. And this is why, what led Joe to cheat on me. And now I thrive. And that's why he, he loves me. He loved me before. I just couldn't love that version of me because I didn't love myself. And I remember I get, I yeah. triggered a lot of people around that. And they're like, you didn't deserve it. Stuff like that. And I'm like, 
when you're being really mean to someone, what do you expect them to do? Like, it's like, we expect it to change them. That's what I thought. I expected it was going to change him. Why the fuck aren't you taking out the garbage? Why are you messing this up? This sucks. I'm all amazing here. And look at what you're doing. Were the conversations we had. No wonder why we couldn't fuck. No wonder why we weren't happy. No wonder why he sought someone who would make him happier because I couldn't provide that. You know, yeah. and at the core of anybody who acts like that, it's from that place of self-hate. It's a place of deep, deep-rooted wounds. They're not being yeah. taken care of, which is where the inner work like needs to happen in order for you to come yeah. out on the other side and rise. Yeah, totally. And man thank you that that gives me some chills right now so i'm thinking about it and taking a breath here but it uh, it's also really cool that you are able to come out of that experience and you look at it as like a growth experience and this is part of like the whole journey of like self-love that and i like to speak to people about this a lot it's like accepting every experience that we've had and you, you mentioned the, the two wolves that I have behind me. And um, it, for those of you guys, obviously you can't really see this, but it's, a, it's like a light blue or like a darker blue wolf that is like, it's light, it's kind of the light. And then there's another one's like a fiery, like mean wolf, which is like the darkness. And I, talk, I speak about this be, because, and I have that as a reminder that I am equal parts light and dark. And if I accept both parts of me, the part that cheated and that was didn't know any better at the time, but, and also the person who like meditates and is like loving most fulfilled person, you know, towards his partner and myself. Like if I accept those two and just begin to see that they're one and the same and they're both headed in the same direction. I, that is the whole idea of self-love. Self-love is like, not this whole like, Oh, bubble path or like, yes, going to the workout is like great. Yeah. And going to the gym is like going to, you know, doing like nice things with, with your friends and so on. That's like great to take care of those things. But like a, another part of the self-love and acceptance is like accepting every experience and seeing it with some magnificence and seeing that experience with some love and like in with what did it bring to me in my life? How, how did I grow? What kind of person did it bring out? What kind of people did it bring into my life? What kind of people did I let go? How fulfilled I, am I from that experience? Mm. And, uh, and when we get to do that, when we ask ourselves those questions about past experiences that we don't necessarily love about ourselves, and then we could see where we are today, man, we, we begin to see that our life has been this journey of growth. Mm-hmm. And... It, and, and we become and we we stop hating our past and our experiences that didn't bring the most love to ourselves at the, at the time but now we get to stand here you know and if you're listening to this podcast um you know you you get to sit here listen to this and probably reflect on your journey so yeah i love that and i love how you you said that self-love is not like, let me get my nails done and my hair did and like, let me get a pedicure and get a massage. That's amazing. Like if you're doing those things because it makes you feel amazing, it makes you show up with your whole fucking ass. Amazing. Right. And there's also like accepting the things that like hurt or that you might've done that were hurtful to other people or hurtful to yourself with the lens of 
I think you said magnificence, which I think is fucking awesome. It's like the lens of growth, the lens of understanding that there's a reason for that. And we all have shitty things that we have done. We all, like you said, are the two sides of the wolf face behind you. We're all like the water and like the nice and the flowiness and we're all the fire and the fierce and like the not so good type of fears. We have both of those in us. And I think we forget about that and we look at other people as just the one side. And then we look at ourselves as just the like shadow side, just the negative side without fully accepting with judgment, which is not love. You cannot love something while you're judging it. It's just not, it's not a thing. And you can't change when you're not love. You can't change something you hate. I used to preach this when I was a health coach and registered dietitian and practicing that way. Like you cannot change a body that you hate. Just like your business cannot thrive in a place of negativity, your relationship cannot thrive in a place of negativity. There gets to be just a lens of looking at it where it's like, what, what is it like? How can I actually look at this? That's more productive, <laughs> essentially. You yeah. know, so can you give some, so what comes up for me is like, Vladi, you're a special human. We all are special humans. And yes. Like to be a dude who's willing to speak on these things and who's willing to show all of this vulnerability as well as strength at the same time. It's not common among people in general, but as a woman, of course, I judge men as like, they're not vulnerable, which is totally not true at all. It's the, the reality that I create if I shut men down around that. So I've had to do work around that. But yeah, so great that you did that though. Nice. Yeah. So how can we like invite more of like, lifting men up so that they they show up with their like full ass so that they show up for themselves so that they give us what I want we give them you know like what are tips that you give your clients so that um, men who haven't done this inner work like women can still um, who are doing the work um, because we have a lot of people here who are like how can we bridge that gap and how can they get more of what they want and just be happier in their relationships what are some main tips you like to give yeah, to bring a little bit more vulnerability to men and mm -hmm. to to have men show up more free and powerful. I think the the number one thing that I've seen a lot is just is loving and, and accepting these men, as you said before, the way they are. Yeah. You know, like and and the same the same goes with like men accepting you know women for the way they are. But I know your your audience obviously is mostly women here. So yeah, that that would be the the number one thing. Like, look at your at your person, and you got with them for a reason, and maybe they are stressed with work, maybe their life is really like maybe they're struggling right now, and you know, like that's that's like oh, it's okay for them to struggle, and when they're going through some hard times, and a lot of people are going through some hard times right now, they're gonna need some love, they're gonna need some support. And they're going to, they're going to need you, the, the woman of their life to show up with some compassion and how can you as a woman show up with some compassion or the listener, whoever you are, show up with some compassion. You do the work for yourself. You start taking care of yourself. When you start meditating a little bit more, sitting down by yourself, when you start maybe journaling a little bit more, when you start loving the people around you just a tad more, then you start, you create some compassion for yourself and you can't just like all of a sudden feel compassion that's not something that you generally do there's i was actually listening to this guy um i forget this i think his name is jay shetty he just wrote a book uh yeah. he just wrote a book just came out like a couple days ago i need to download it and listening to it listen to it but he was speaking about how can we create 
more compassion. And this like totally like was amazing to hear because I preach meditation so much, but really he spoke about like that meditation actually allows people to feel more compassion for others and themselves. And then I started looking at it for my life. So, and I realized that anytime that I don't meditate in my day or like I don't do it until like later in the day, I am a little bit more reactive towards Hannah. I'm not understanding of where she's coming from. I, I kind of just like, it's my way and it has to be done the way I need it. And whatever situation you're going through, screw you. But when I do have that space for myself, 10, 20 minutes, I generally stay around there that, that time, man, I totally show up for her in a more like understanding, compassionate, loving way where I don't sometimes don't have to say anything, but I definitely don't attack her mm. for whatever she's going through. And so that's, that's one of the ways that we can show up for our partners, our male partners to understand them a little bit more because the, something that we talked about before is like that we shit in our partners and we tell them that you're doing this, you're doing that, or you're not doing this and you're not doing that. And anytime we do that, like how many men do constantly hear that they're not opening up and being loving, but put your attention on the things that they're actually doing. They're actually doing for you, you know, write down a list of like 10 things that they're doing in their day to love you more. Maybe them going to work, sitting down in their computer or whatever they, they, they do for work for eight hours is not just for them. It's for the life that they want to create with you, their partner. So, you know, write down one of those things on the list. Maybe they take out the dog that, you know, every day at, you know, six in the morning. Maybe they make you a cup of coffee every single day. You haven't noticed because they've been doing it for the last couple of years. But those are the little things that actually mean love to them. And maybe that's not like a loving act to you. Maybe that's just like, oh, that's just what he does. He always makes me coffee. That's cool. But don't overlook that stuff because that's the stuff that really makes a difference. And when you get to say, hey, babe, wow, thank you for that coffee again. And it's so good today. And they get, get, get to feel appreciated. You are going to get the most loving and supportive partner you've ever had. Mm. I've had so many clients make that shift yeah. and, and start the, the women start to love the partner a little bit more because they want some love. And sure enough, the guys are showing up with a little bit more appreciation and love as well. And all of a sudden their relationship just starts to thrive a bit, a bit more because there's just love that gets created in the, in the environment. Everything that you put your attention on, your eyes are on, on literally like the love. Love is like every little action that we get to do throughout the day. And then you get to create that feeling from that. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. And such a beautiful way of like breaking it down because there's definitely so many things that men do for us that as women, we're just like, well, that's not enough. Well, of course you have to do that. Of course you're doing that. Like your job is walking the damn dog and my job is doing this. And I've learned through you guys to really, really applaud Joe for things instead of making fun of it. Even me as a playful, making fun of somebody, playfully making fun of somebody. There we go. Like I've noticed when it like just dampens his mood a little bit. 
And there was this one time he made me the salad that I was eating for eating on a call. I was like finishing up a call and I was like, guys, I'm starving. I'm just going to eat this while we're finishing up. They're like, yeah, it's fine. And it was, it like really just, it didn't have a good flavor at all. But the exaggeration at which I made the joke about how awful the damn salad was and posted on my Instagram, like you just saw in his face how sad he was. And one of my coaches pointed, I was like, Johnny, like he looks really sad. I was like, no, he's fine. And then I talked to him. He's like, no, like it's fine. But when you looked at it, he looked sad as shit. He looked really sad that he tried to do something for me, you know, and little things like that, that we think are normal really like just kind of make a man go from just like sitting up tall and feeling like all great to just like a little bit lower and then a little bit lower and then their chest starts to oh. and then they're walking around like this all day and you're like why are we fighting so much why can't you just do this and it's like who's gonna feel really good when they're all closed off because you shit on some things that they try to do for you out yeah. of a lonely place man <laughs> that um that example you gave like the visual example of, of like sitting up tall and little by little they start dimming down dimming down and like shoulders are shrugged over and the head is low that is so perfect like for those of you that are visual people like yeah start paying attention to your partners a little bit more notice their notice the way they are and and literally figuratively like lift them up like that is all we're here to do yeah that is if you see a person that i do this meditation and she talks about this it's like if you see a person that doesn't have a smile they don't have a smile to give give them one yeah like if they don't have any love to give just they're going through some shit yeah give them some love like show them that there is something for them to be happy and loving and appreciative in, in their own life because they're probably what's going on in their minds is like probably some shame, some guilt, some disbelief about what they're trying to do and who they're trying to be. And they need someone to literally pick them up and say, I got you. I'm going to move you forward. We can do this thing together. Yeah. yeah it makes me emotional to say that. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Um, I think it's easy like once you hear it, but I know I've been in such dark places myself from not doing the things for myself that when seeing your partner really down like that, like there's nothing that you can give to them. So it's difficult when like both partners are on that like really low, closed off, caved in side. Yeah. Aren't giving themselves those things. And mm. I know a few relationships that are pretty close to me where that's a thing. And it's yeah. the hardest thing to watch. And something that I love that you said one time when we were eating food, you were just like, I think any relationship can be saved. Like there's fixing for every relationship. And like, if you can look at it that way, and then you actually start finding the thing that, oh, I can pick him up here. Even if I have nothing right here, how can I pick him up a little bit? And how can I give myself a little bit? And just having that small practice, I think is a beautiful place to start, give yourself your your things, be responsible for the things that you actually want that you need to give yourself because no one can make you happy. You know, no one can make you happy. You can only make yourself happy. There's nothing out there in the world, no drug, no medication, no nothing that can, no body, certainly no fucking body. We've had the abs and it doesn't make you happy. It's cool. And that's about it. And it feels cool, but that's about it. Yeah. Your body also feels cool without the abs. And you can also feel good yeah. without the abs, right? So it doesn't make you happy. 
And that's the thing we chase in my population that's on this podcast is all about helping people heal health from an internal place while still doing the external, doing the internal, doing the mental work, doing the like happiness and the mindfulness practices and things like that, gratitude practices. I also call it prouditude where people practice being proud of themselves. Joe and I have adopted a nightly, not every night, but a nightly practice of saying what we're proud of each other for. And that's been something that has really been helpful because a lot of times I'll see things that I'm really proud of him for and he won't even see it. And he's like, oh, you're proud of me because of that? I'm like, yeah, I didn't fuck the, fucking walk the dogs today. Like, I'm so proud of you that you did that because I snoozed my damn alarm clock and you were up walking the damn dogs while I was sleeping. And then I meditated in bed and you brought me coffee and this is amazing, right? So having that yes. practice has really, really, really helped. And I know it's hard for some people and I know some of my clients too are a little bit in this space where things just, it feels very overwhelming. And it's like, how can I give myself this and my child this, and my business this, and my full-time job this when like, ah, <laughs> you know, so if you had to break it down really quickly, we'll finish off here. And then if you have anything else you want to say, but how can yeah. you talk to that person who feels like it's just, I see it, but maybe my partner doesn't see it. Or like, I'm just so far down that hole that like, oh, I can't do everything. But like, if I could do one thing, is it meditation? Like, what would it be for you? one thing to do to really bring it up a little bit more yeah you know i think and so do you want a a, a practice for both the partners or for maybe cool so something that really was very helpful and i kind of touched on this a little bit ago um was making a list and this is like very actionable like you can actually do do this right now you can sit down with your partner or by yourself and make a list of every of 10 things that they do that that make you feel loved mm-hmm. and then tell them about all those things and then same the other partner does the same and just share it with each other you would be surprised of the things that people love that their partners do that sometimes they've never heard before. And that alone will probably make them just feel better when they're doing that thing. The fact that someone recognized and and saw who they are, who they're being for each other. Like it is such a beautiful thing to be seen Mm. that, that your partner sees your work, sees your worth, sees your love, Sees, sees everything that you do for yourself and for them. And so I, I think this is a great way to put your attention on love because right now, maybe they're just putting their attention on everything that really sucks in their life. And, you know, stress, money, maybe they're not having any sex. And like there's, there's, then that, that may be it, but maybe they're all, awesome some some other awesome things happening in their life and so putting your attention on that for a little while will bring that person up bring bring that relationship up and you know you can go from there so yeah yeah. i love that exercise thank you so much for that um last thing i was going to ask you i want to talk about this was sex because sex is a thing that i love to talk about and I had, mm-hmm. to, um, had to do a lot of work to not be shameful around my love for sex. And totally. the story of a woman being a hoe, if she 
<laughs> wants a threesome, wants to like explore things and like yeah. all that shameful stuff. So I know sex is from what I have seen from relationships that have worked versus not worked, things like that, just around my life and for my life, like having that's like the first thing that I noticed to go mm-hmm. for people. Um so yeah, any any tips around any tips? Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Sometimes for people it feels like sex is a chore. No. Yes. And um, you know what? Yeah, sometimes it, it should be scheduled as a chore. Mm-hmm. It it's not going to be just like spontaneous and perfect every single day. You're not just walking around, you know, horny with a heart on, like like excited <laughs> to just have sex all day, right? Some yeah. some people are like more sexually driven and some people are not, and that's totally okay. So you know what? Put it on the schedule on the days that it actually that it for sure works. And then the other days, you know, it's spontaneous and that's totally okay. Maybe you wake up in the morning, you're like, mm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. We got we got 15 minutes. Let's play. <laughs> you know? I mean, that was me. That was me this morning. Yeah. And I woke up and we had a little time and she started like, you know, putting her hands around and I looked at the time and I'm like, we got a little bit of time. <laughs> so I guess that's where we're going. That's where we're going today. Yeah. And that was great. That it wasn't on plan. It wasn't planned at all. But but I think it is really important at times to just have those couple days. And and here's the thing. Um, especially I think women are like easily driven to have sex just about any time in the day. But I'm just gonna give you a tip on this on men. Men are the most horny, the more like they have more the most testosterone available for them in the morning. Since anywhere between like seven to nine in the morning and around like two to four PM and maybe one to four. Mm. So so if you ask your guy to have sex at the end of the night, he's likely going to shut it down. Mm. So because he just doesn't feel like it. It's not like he doesn't love you. So just get that. He loves you, but just because it, he loves you doesn't mean he wanna have sex with you at, you know. 7 to 10 p.m. anywhere around that time he may he may have had a couple drinks and came back and he's like hey babe let's fuck and that sounds great <laughs> maybe he did it yeah. and you know be okay with that so mm-hmm. talk about it talk about what's a good time for each other too. communication around it you said you were having you're a little bit shameful around that before probably hard to talk about it with your partner the first couple conversations around it are going to be challenging they're going to be hard to have. And that's okay. Be, be okay with the awkwardness. The more you have that conversation around it, the more you talk about the things that you want, the things that you don't want, the way you like it and don't like it, when you want to have it and you don't want to have it, the easier it's going to get. And don't be afraid to speak out your wants and the, the weird shit that you like. It's totally okay that you say that you want to get your ears licked or bitten like yeah. I don't know, it's like that's very that's very pg but you yeah. know some people like some You're weird like, stuff that's totally say? okay yeah. yeah i'm like what do i say over here like let's just keep it in the ears that's good you know but like that you can get get weird with it if that's what you yeah. like it's okay that that mean that expression of yourself it makes you feel good to tell yourself and to tell other other people at least your partner hey this is what i love and we don't have to do this but i love I like that shit. That's totally okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that. Yeah, communication yeah, around sure. sex is so important. 
For me, it's the mm-hmm. opposite. I'm like, don't, don't touch me in the evening. I'm just like dead. But midday, I'll be like, yo, Joe. And he's like, okay, I'm coming. I don't care what I'm doing. I'm running. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and epic. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, cool. So anything else that you want to share before we share where people can find you, how they can work with you, what you do, and then we hop off? Oh, man. Just a, just a quick reminder that you're here for each other. We're all here for each other. Whether it's your significant other, family member, your coworker, random person that you'd see in the street. It sounds like cheesy, but really we are here to lift each other up and take care of each other and love on each other, no matter who we are, who the person is that you're you know, interacting with. So just, just keep that in mind as you're moving through your day, that if it will, you will feel better in your day if you just think about being more at service for each other and just being more in love with each other. Mm. So thank you. This is great. Yeah. I love that. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. So buddy, where can they find you? I know you host some weekly calls. I think you still do them. And yeah, let's yes. get everything out and I'll have it in the show notes below. Awesome. So um, I have a social media. It's Vladi Montoya. Johnny will put it on, on her show notes so you can check me out there. And um, there's a couple of things that I do. I have also have a podcast with my girlfriend and we put that kind of on pause right now. So we're trying to figure out what direction we're going to go with that. But cool. I have like 20 episodes already out. So you can check that out at least and get some something from us from there. And um, I have a website and that'll be put on here in the show notes as well. But it's VladiMontoyaCoaching.com. And the last thing that she spoke about, um, which is where you've learned most of our, your, you know, where you've gotten most of the help is in my free weekly calls is over Zoom. It's at 7.30 p.m. Central. And uh, it's, it's free. My girlfriend and I share some things, some tips or some education piece. And I don't sell anything at the end. It's just an opportunity for people to just grow, learn, ask questions. And honestly, it's just a great, great, like it's one of the things that I'm most proud of that we do. It's just giving people our love and our knowledge and uh, just provide, you know, a loving, supportive um, space that people can just be themselves and be supported. Yeah, so beautiful. Thank you so much. I highly recommend to go follow him, check him out, DM him, let him know what your biggest takeaway was, questions you have, just the most open human, so beautiful, and highly recommend to go to his coaching calls on Wednesday, his community calls. They literally changed our life, and we would always like have sex afterwards. It was just an epic thing. So side note, that was just what happened after all the calls. Um, but yeah, Vladi, thank you so, so, so much. I'm sure we will have you come on again if you guys like this screenshot this tag us follow him follow me ask us all the questions we love you guys and vladi thank you so much thank you thank you so much this is so great